And and then, like I said, Bridget is here. She's watching her iPad, which usually means we're like good. She might like come on, knock it on, be like, mommy. So you might hear me say like, mm-hmm. shh. Um, I've warned her a thousand times. I'm like, don't talk to me. Um, but, you know, she's an annoying child. So anyway. Just take the opportunity, Hillary, if she does walk in the room to to, to be really mean, just to switch from nice to mean really fast so people get a, a, a glimpse. glimpse into your yes. actual life. Yeah, exactly. The real me. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, a twice-weekly show about the show, Too Beautiful to Live. On Fridays, we often take you down TBTL memory lane, including interviews with fans, clip shows of TBTL, and sometimes even clip shows of our own show, uh, and occasional pop culture challenge. We need to do another one of those soon, but this is a Monday, so we're here to bring you just a straight recap of last week's TBTL. My name is Mike Frizzell a veteran podcaster coming to you from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manchac, Texas. Joining me from the Stick Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with a Plan Lundholm. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, Mike. And from the Joan Rivers Memorial Studios in Trendy, South Austin, it's Hillary Livingston Butler. Good morning from the other side of the tracks, young Good lady. Good morning. I know I'm north of the river right now, which is, ugh, I don't like it. But, yep, here I am. Back again. We appreciate you joining us today. Um, as always, we will talk some LRB business. We have a little bit of that today. Give you our piping hot takes on the recap. Um, there are a lot of throw your phone moments, by the way. Mm-hmm. We'll keep some house, then let you know how to get involved. I'm no good at business, so uh, I believe, Ann, you're on that this morning. I don't want to talk about the Friday show, Mike. I'm just too tired. <laughs> I think I think I might just tell Lauren that she can have peanut M&Ms just because I'm, <laughs> I'm too tired. <laughs> I, I tried to wear you down during the show, and, and now the... The fans have actually worn you down. They, they, they've beaten you. <laughs> well, I've just come to the conclusion that things are not as straightforward as as I thought. I mean, on the show, we had a fairly reasonable discussion, except for a few parts. And I thought we were more or less on the same general page about candies. But then we get comments about banana runts and double dipped Mm. peanuts and i just don't even know what to think (laughs) it turns out there's a diversity of candy love out there i i can't believe anybody gets upset i mean christy gets really upset about uh banana runts and and others do as well what are you doing eating runts in the first place oh i love terrible I feel like runts were like a really big deal in the 80s for some reason. Like they were played a large part of my candy. Like it was always included Uh in stuff. I didn't necessarily seek them out, but they were like always around. And banana runts are, I mean, it made me mad because they would put so many of them. I thought it was a conspiracy (laughs) to like not get you to eat as much because I was like, who wants to eat a banana candy? That's disgusting. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing about runts is you get all these banana runts and you separate them out and you eat them first. And I hate banana candy almost as much as I hate real bananas, but I'm not wasting that. I'm not throwing away 25% of that candy. So you eat them and get them out of the way 
so that you can move on to the good stuff. I can't exactly. understand. Right. I appreciate the thrift there. Who, I well, like that. <laughs> I can't understand who loves them that much that they would save them till the end. It's the banana lobby. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's true. Um, yes, this is an important issue to many people. And uh, we encourage you to weigh in on the seven-way melee final polls. Mike keeps talking about how I am taking the democracy out of this whole process. <laughs> but I let you all nominate the candies. And then I'm letting you vote on the final candy. All this stuff in the middle, that's for me. Wow. You, you're really owning this thing. I mean, you're, it's, it's I'm, 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 my, my, my. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, she did set it up, so I kind of agree with her. You can't let the inmates run the prison. No. Hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And I have said I'm just – we have to abandon the bracket because I don't want to be doing Song of the Summer, I mean, candy bracket, uh, <laughs> for the rest of the year. So let's just – put this to bed get the definitive answer that very few people will be happy with as is the case in all political contests and then go on with the rule of the new candy overlords well i'm just glad you showed a little softer side today because you were scaring me the other night when you were just putting your fist down left and right on everything it's like I think Anne just wants to go to bed at this point. (laughs) No, no. I just a firm hand channel my inner Jen Andrews or my outer Jen Andrews, as the case may be, and get this done. So Mm -hmm. anyway, the upshot of all of this is the final poll is up. Uh, Check out our Facebook page for uh, uh, the opportunity to weigh in. Uh, and be per- part of the democracy that I allow you <laughs> and choose the LRB official, uh, what did Christy say, one candy to rule them all? Yeah. And then yeah, I'm- Desert Island candy is really what we're talking about. That's going to be a sad desert island for some people, but yeah. we'll try to serve as many of the people as best we can. Yeah. I, you're on a desert island. You don't want a, a banana runt falling down from a tree. on your No. Head. It's, you'd be like, oh no, I'm on the wrong desert island. All right. Continuing on a business, we have a stump date. Absolutely. It was a big week for me. Uh, Emily was in Amarillo all week, as I mentioned last week. And our, uh, our housekeeper came on Wednesday. So on Tuesday, I asked Cullen to come over and uh, take up the ramps in the house. So we have all these stupid levels and there are three ramps that, that had to be taken up. So now I only have assistance in walking on the top level of the house. That's where my my wheelchair uh, lives for now. Um, so I'm I'm walking throughout the house. I'm uh, I'm doing my chores uh, like this morning. I was sweeping the bedroom and and swiffering it, wet swiffering it afterwards. And when I was done, my back and my hips were so sore I had to sit down for a half an hour. So still getting in shape. Uh, but, but we're making progress. If I had it to do over again, I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't have those ramps taken up while Emily was out of town. Cause it was a little, <laughs> some of the things were a little daunting, uh, I, that I didn't realize the things that she was, she could do for me and was doing for me, um, that I now had to do for myself and 
risk falling down yeah. while no one was here, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't have a life alert. So uh, I was just going to ask you. Maybe it's time. I know. I have a cell phone, though. I don't know why people have life <laughs> alerts. A cell phone I keep on me at all times. Pre-cell phone, my grandmother had a life alert. And I guess mm-hmm. you also have to, so there's a base unit. And then once a day, you have to like press the I'm okay button. Really? Oh, wow, really? Yep. And yeah, old you... people are so great at remembering things. <laughs> so that that works out really well. I'm I sure. don't know if it beeps or something. I mean, if you fell down without your little hand dealy bob that you were around the neck or maybe you know you had a heart attack while you were lying in bed or something uh they they want you to actually check in and i think they forgot to switch it to the away function when they were going out of town and so when she didn't check in on the life alert i think they sent the fire department and they chopped down the front door Mm. to get in well and and also you you may not remember to hit the thing. You may not remember that you already hit it. So then when you hit it the second time, then do the the fire department come? I don't know. It's a, it seems like a bad idea. Keep your cell phones with you, people. I think even the oldest people in the world now at least have cell phones. I hope. Uh, well, we're glad that you don't need the life alert and that we do live in an age of technology where, I mean, I guess you do. I guess it's just your phone. So we yeah. don't have to worry yeah. about you. If you don't no, show up in the chat no. for a couple of days, then we'll have the oh, no. fire department chop down the door. Okay. Well, Hillary, you've been on the show seem- seemingly several times now. You've done mm-hmm. a couple recaps. You've done a couple other shows, right? Yep. Um, Now that you're sitting in that uh, Joan Rivers Tonight Show <laughs> seat again, I mean, we realized that we we did a show with you about nicknames, but you don't really you don't really have an LRB I don't. nickname, which we all even Anne, who's never had a nickname in her life, now has a nickname. So I know. what shall it be? What, yeah what 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 are your favorites? Uh, what do you what do you think fits? Oh goodness, um, geez, Louise, I don't know. Um, I mean, I like H bomb because it sounds kind of powerful. Um, oh yeah. Um, and Hillive and Trixie, those are kind of my my go tos as far as like non uh, significant other um, nicknames. But yeah, because um, yeah, it'd be weird if y'all called me Booby because that's what Dave calls me. That would be a little <laughs> crossing the line. Um, but yeah, I don't know whatever fits because uh, Hillary Livingston Butler is just a lot. I mean, it sounds like a lot. It's firm, pretty long of, already. Yeah. yeah, it's it's too much. Yeah, so whatever whatever y'all. Y'all deem me. Uh, I like H bomb a lot. Yeah, H bomb's good. Sure. That's good. I Let's resurrect too. that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We can go with that. Yeah, because I'm like kind of. It's not like I'm a subtle person. I'm like a lot, like kind of like. A- <laughs> yeah, it's not ironic. It's not an ironic. <laughs> exactly. Nickname. The fat guy named Tiny. Yeah, you know, it's not that. All right, I like it. I'm in. Okay. Cool. Good. Sweet. All right, let's order in business. We've got a few throw your phones. <laughs> a few, a few throw your phones. Um, we have 1,568,000 throw your phones, but we have just one for right now. Uh, speaking of the candy show from Kalina, she has candy thoughts. She says, when I was filling out my candy quiz, I forgot about banana Laffy Taffy. Ooh. Oh, Kalina. 
I don't eat it a lot as an adult, but it is my favorite from my childhood. There seem to be two types of people, those who like banana or grape-flavored candy and those who hate it. I super love them both. I need to know where each of my LRB buds fall on this issue. P.S. Thank you for having actual hashtag content. <laughs> um, I have thoughts. Oh, please be my guest. Um, grape flavored. I love, I love grape flavored like juice or, you know, and I love grapes, but grape flavored stuff is sort of problematic. They can't seem to get it right. So it's, it's never, it's never quite right. And that's probably the same weirdness that comes through on the banana candy. I think there, there are certain palates that are attracted to that weird non-flavor flavor or not true flavor. Like I, I love Jolly Ranchers, but the grape Jolly Ranchers garbage. I'm glad they don't have a banana one because it'd be kind of slimy Ugh. and gross. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if anybody agrees with me on that, but grape, most grape flavored candy, it's a hard pass on that. Oh, I love grape flavored candy. I will take it anytime. What particular kind? I don't know. All of it. All of it. I don't have a problem. I think, though, that you're right and that it's a general rule for most candy fruit flavors is that they don't accurately represent the true no. flavor. I mean, strawberry candy doesn't taste like a strawberry. And the blue raspberry doesn't taste like any of the blue raspberries I've had in my life. No. So. And it, <laughs> I think it goes even beyond fruit flavor. Like when you get cinnamon flavored candy, that's not how real cinnamon tastes. No, mm -hmm. no. It's not, cinnamon's not that spicy. No, a cinnamon, yeah. what do they call them? Cinnamon Imperials or Red Hots. That is not cinnamon flavored. That's something completely no. different. Totally. Man, we could have like a series of candy talk. Like it could keep going on and on. <laughs> Monthly candy Anne update. No. Anne says no. Can't, we well, have to decide just, one thing and it's over and we can never talk about it again. Nope. I just think it's going to get played out if we keep talking about it over and over and over. Yeah. It's definitely going to be our most downloaded episode. I anticipate that. Well, we'll I may see. go into Libsyn for the first time in like two years and look. You don't know the password. It's usually something really, really, really easy. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I am not in charge of LRB content. If you feel that a series of candy shows is warranted, then by all means, you produce and host and edit and post them and tell the stories that you want to tell. And you're not in charge of, of LRB content until you are. And then you're completely in charge of it. That's all I have to say about that. You do what has to be done. Anyway, back to Kalina's question. Um, yes. I don't know that she's necessarily right if she's grouping banana and grape together, like you're a banana and grape person or you're not, because I love one and hate the other. Hmm. Okay. Well, you're just anti-banana all the way around. Right. I don't know that I, I, I'm the best I like bananas yet. but don't like the candy, you hmm. know? So there's a lot more of that in the world than hate banana, hate banana candy, I think. Don't get near me with that banana anything. Ugh. I hear you. No, no banana fan over here. Literally not a fan and not using a banana fan on you. <laughs> no banana fans. I don't like it. Um, so the discussion continues on our Facebook page. She was just one of the many who's just started sending me fire takes and direct messages as, as they were listening to the show. It was pretty fun. Uh so much passion from so many people. 
Uh, we can look forward to more candy-related content from Mike and Mike alone. Mike will be spearheading <laughs> the candy efforts in the future since he's so invested in it. Oh, and another thing about it, last thing, uh, Emily kept walking in and saying, I'm really enjoying this episode, but y'all are dead wrong, <laughs> you know, and then she'd just give me the reason and the candy and the whatever it was. We supported her on the peanut butter M&M's. Yeah, well, I, she, she's she been doing that all morning because she had an unfortunate 8 a.m. work meeting on a Sunday. Ugh. So she's been, she's been, uh, she wanted... She wanted me to finish telling about the setup that she does when she she comes in. She gets a little ramekin of the peanut butter M and M's. She slides them into her Bill Belichick hoodie pocket, <laughs> and then she puts her cell phone over the ramekin in the pocket, so so that the the peanut butter M and M's don't slip out. Because I think people were concerned that it was they were going to spill right. spill over in, her, in right. her pocket. But she she still does get an occasional straggler, which she actually enjoys because. You know, hey, hey, free peanut butter M&M. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> right. And what do we have for the week in review? Well, let's start with Monday, number 2609, Ashokan Hello. I'm not even going to go into this talk about Ashokan <laughs> Farewell or Goodbye or whatever it was because it was so uninteresting. Uh, Andrew is moved into the Roosevelt neighborhood. Here we are in a new setup. Everything is moved to the left, to the left, uh, but he doesn't think it's going to be a problem. Uh, he's very happy with his setup. He says that the movers were super impressed with their prep for the move. He, um, again, makes the statement about what a genius packer he is. Please refer to my comments on the last recap about men's feelings about their packing oh, ability. Lord. Mike excluded because he doesn't care enough. <laughs> right to try and get good at it um it could be the best easily but. <laughs> the interesting thing here is that poor theo peed all over andrew in the car when they were taking oh, the gosh. cats over to the new place because of his anxiety and age and whatever else it was that was a pretty well, let's call it a, a discussion that reaffirmed my decision to not have cats, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. which included Andrew having to drive back to the old apartment covered in cat pee and then take a shower and get new clothes and gross. I yeah. would be really glad that he actually peed on me and not on the car. Yeah. Yeah. Because at least you can change your clothes and take a shower. Right. It's like when the dogs used to vomit in the middle of the night, I would try to catch it in my shirt. You know, <laughs> oh, have to clean all the bad stuff. God, yuck. <laughs> you know what, though? Ugh. I sort of understand Andrew's like how the movers were impressed by him. When, when I took the kids to get their passports, I was really anal about having everything organized. And I printed out everything in like triplicate. And I was like, and it was all, you know, paper clipped together. Everything was organized. All the pictures were done in the right order. And the guy said, wow, you really did a lot of work for this. I'm very impressed. And I like lived on that for a week. I was like, I know <laughs> I did it. It doesn't matter to anybody. But when somebody else recognizes the hard work you put into organizing stuff it feels really good because most people don't ever recognize that they're like whatever it's all the same so i kind of get yeah, they, i kind of get that i had the same thing happen with um my my invocana case the the lawyer sent me all this stuff to fill out and all this information to gather you know for all my medical and prescriptions and and all this crap and it took me 
quite a long time and I had to look everything up and write it down in these little spaces that wouldn't fit and provide all this extra stuff. And as I was doing it, I called the paralegal and I had 21 questions for her about the about the thing. And, and she was super impressed. She said, most people just scribble a couple things down and send it back. Like, like, hey, I can I can afford to take a couple of days out of my life if, if I'm going to get a, a lot of money. Yeah. So I can do that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was nice to be recognized because I was very thorough with it. Yeah, I think the lesson on this is that people are just not on top of their shit in this world. No. <laughs> and so right. when exactly. you are, people are surprised. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the cats love the new apartment. They actually have their own room, which I was a little distracted <laughs> listening to this, but it's not the third bedroom, right? It's like a, a little secret nook place, I think, that he said he set up with food and water and a cat poster or whatever. <laughs> Hang in um, there. God, it sounds like they got a good deal going on. Um, but he is starting to be a little sad because he's faced with the harsh reality of that that it's that Theo is getting older and that it's difficult for him to go up and down the stairs. It was a funny image of him in one of those little chair lifts <laughs> <Yes>. going up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to go get a snack. Let me get on my. <laughs> but Andrew, why did you put in such a big one if it's just for Theo? Oh, I don't know. Just... <laughs> Future considerations. <laughs> yep. Um, I got really nervous at the start of this next story because I characterized it in my mind as Andrew creating pre-drama with the landlord. You know, he always says, oh, I like my landlord so much and I try to be really good at dealing with people. And then he always has these issues with his landlords if it wasn't the smoking on the balcony in LA and all the various drama that he's had at this, the last place. And now he was like, I really like this new guy, but I was like, Andrew, no, can't you <laughs> no. see that, that you're, you're the, the common problem. denominator? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then as he went on into the, the story of this, um, about how after the first night in the new place, the landlord texted him that there was a, he'd heard there, there was a fire and he needed to know what was going on. And then, of course, Genevieve was like, what What are you talking about? And the landlord didn't get back to them. I was like, oh, OK, so this is this is weird. And then it turns out to be an April Fool's Day prank from the landlord's <sighs> partner. Gross. So the landlord is off the hook, but I'm going to be showing the partner some of my responses to April Fool's Day pranks, if that's how they're going to behave. Because that's crazy. That was crazy. That's crazy, and it's not like, I, I don't know, it's not like I'm pregnant, just kidding, or whatever, something that's somewhat uh, innocuous. That's like, your property is burning down, and right. you're not there. With, with people in it. Yeah. There's people in it now. You so. can't set up an April Fool's Day prank that has collateral damage, <laughs> that involves an and, unsuspecting tenant. And is there is there nothing people will actually pick up the phone and call each other for anymore? I'm going to just casually send a text and hope you're looking at your phone while BT the house is, house is on fire. That's <laughs> right. That's feel, true. feel free to blow up my goddamn phone if you feel my house is on fire. Blow it up. Oh, my gosh. Even if it's just a small fire, you can call me for that one. <laughs> oh, what a way to start out your 
life in your new place. Man, I would be mad about that. I would be super pissed. Yeah. Okay. So the top stories for the day were not so much actual stories as TBTL updates. We get uh, another update on Andrew's Walkman debacle. He's still waiting for his money to be refunded. He got this insufficient funds notice from PayPal that the seller had insufficient month uh, funds to give him his refund, um, which is worrisome. I don't know. I've never bought a single thing on eBay, so I don't know how common this is or what it could what it could mean. But that actually, uh, for the first time, Andrew has the real name of the seller. And so they have to do some snooping on Wayne's Attic in Burlington, <laughs> Vermont. No, Burlington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vermont, right? Yeah. I think I wrote down Virginia, but it's Vermont. Uh, and then the question is, should he wait a few more days to see if this resolves itself? Or should he uh, go Andrew Hulk, as he wanted to do from second one, and uh, and be all over this? He's got those screenshots. He's ready. <laughs> That's true. Um, and that really nothing evolves from this other than that he decides to wait a few more days and, and see what happens. Um, I think that's what happens when you buy something from a place called Wayne's Attic. <laughs> that's not that's Wayne's Attic. 10% market value. <laughs> uh, my mother-in-law sells a lot of stuff on eBay. She sells like antiques on eBay. And it is, the 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 rating is really important. Like that's like a big deal. And there's people that, that you know, they buy stuff, repeat, they're looking for specific things on eBay. So it, it I feel like if they people have good ratings, they're generally wanting to keep them because this is like a mode of business mm-hmm. for them. This is how they kind of drive non-local business. So I think it's good to wait because, you know, usually they come through. I mean, obviously, sometimes they're super sketchy people. But since this is actually a business, a business that's located somewhere, um, I, I think it was a good decision to just kind of mm-hmm. chill on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I thought that Luke asked a really good question in the course of this discussion, which was, how many hours are you actually willing to spend on this? You know, he was out $35. Is it really worth that much time of of your life and of being angry and upset? It's not like he's hurting for 35 bucks. It's more the principle of the thing, Mm -hmm. it seemed to be. And I am not hung up enough on principle that I'm going to waste all this time fighting with somebody on the internet. So I might. (laughs) (laughs) I have a little more free time than you, though. I might. Well, more updates to come. Oh, goody. Um, Update number two for the day is that Luke did, in fact, not get crushed by falling space junk as he was certain that he was going to. And given the fact that it fell like in the South Pacific, uh, it was southeast of Wellington, New Zealand. So I think his life was not in too much danger. I mean, it was adjacent to the same ocean that um, Luke lives on, but that's about the only commonality that he has. <laughs> I have a science question for you before we, uh, we before we move on. All right. Um, there, he mentioned that there's this place where all this junk is collecting. How does that work? The oceans just kind of push the same to same. I mean, what is currents, man? How currents. does all the garbage get together? I think it's all about ocean currents. I don't know anything about the space junk camouflage, but 
you know, yeah. the the giant floating pile of garbage. I think yeah. that's all ocean currents. I I get that, but how does the space junk know to filter off into some other swirling mess of junk? I don't know. Maybe this is all complete speculation on my part, but when they're I don't know. I was they don't actually do anything to help it degrade the orbit, I don't think. So it's not like yeah. they can aim for a certain spot. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I just assumed that they would just sit in oceans in many different places like shipwrecks. You know? Yeah, but they're but, not that big, I don't think. A a lot yeah. of it I mean, reentry is so hot. I think yeah. a lot of stuff burns up on reentry. So I don't know how big the you know, piece of the space station that fell down is, but I'm sure that a lot of it gets get fried off in reentry. Yeah. And they did say that the one person who did get hit wasn't even injured. It was like a spider landing on their shoulder or something. Yeah. Just, yeah. Hey, look at that. Yeah, it's not like a a meteor that's coming in from, mm-hmm. you know, the asteroid belt or something and killing all the dinosaurs. Um, I think we're okay. We're probably not going to have to worry about getting killed. Um, and they do get super excited by this idea of the space junk cemetery and decide that Luke should do a story for CBS on it. Uh, that could be good. I would love to see Luke standing out in a pile of space debris in the middle of the ocean, like in some big waders or something. That would be great. He should go out there with the waterbed guy. I think the waterbed guy should be in all his stories now. So he can keep talking about it. Sidekick. Yeah. And uh, the last thing I wrote down for Monday was that uh, Andrew is upset, I guess, because he missed a birthday shout out last week. So Darn I'm sure that's just the first of many missed birthday shout outs this is the only thing worse than a birthday shout out is a recollection of a of a <laughs> missed birthday shout out <laughs> yep this is a, a well-run streamlined program i mean we all knew that that they would be on top of this um <laughs> just like all the donors are are right kept in in strict order and they never miss anybody with the donations i mean if they if they can't get the people who are giving the money right, how can we possibly expect them to get birthday shout outs right? Seriously. Seriously. And that that's all I got for Monday. All right. Um, okay. I've got Tuesday. It's uh, episode 2610. And it's Go Big or Go Hawaii. Um, H-bomb! H-bomb! Go big! Um, Luke's nieces are joining us today, and they're really cute. Um, they're yep. like at that cute age where they are – Old enough to string sentences together, but still, like, aren't teens or tweens yet. But they're really, really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about how they're obsessed with cats and stranger things. And those are two things that I have, like, limited to no interest in. But uh, but they're really sweet about it. Um, and I, I like the division of labor. Like, one is in charge of, like, petting and... <laughs> <laughs> like being just like taking care of the cat and the older one has to empty the litter box. I'm like, um, that's a shitty deal. But um but they seem really sweet and like they kinda get along. Um being really the argue. oldest child sucks. Ugh. I mean, I, know, I was I was the baby, so I was like, I don't wanna do any of that. Well the the problem with uh pawning off a chore like the litter box to the younger yeah. is you could get yourself into a situation pretty <laughs> quickly. Exciting. 
Yes, that's very true. And you're just having to do double work at that point. Exactly. Um, just say this is mine and then you brush the cat or whatever. I, I am sort of, you know, I have a six-year-old, um, as we might hear at the end of the show, she she does a little cameo, but she um, she's starting to get really interested in TV shows and kind of obsessive about them. Now, she can't read yet, so it's like... There's a limit to how obsessed she can get, but it's it's getting there. So it's it's funny to hear these little girls talk so much about Stranger Things and kind of go deep into it, and you know, just the access that these kids have to obsess. But they seem like level-headed, cute kids, and um, mm-hmm. I agree with Marion. Um, and she loves Coco. I loved Coco. I everybody should see it. It's so good. It's beautiful. I like fully bald. I mean, kind of was heaving in the movie theater. Bridget was like, Bridget was like, mommy, what's wrong? And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's okay. It's not, it just is very sweet. And oh God, it's really good. That's a really, it's a really, really, really good movie. So um, I agree with them. And I thought, I just thought that they were cute and Um, Mm well-spoken. And kind of like I've always said, now this is, I'm sort of joking, but TBTL, I personally think needs a third host ideally a woman and even these like nine and 11 year olds like brought a different perspective to it it wasn't just like dude talk dude talk and and luke and andrew aren't you know super broy dudes but they are dudes so it's mm-hmm. kind of refreshing to get this different aspect and they don't need a child co-host but they do need <laughs> <laughs> they do need like you know just something with a slightly different perspective um mm-hmm. so I, I kind of enjoyed that What's uh what's Bridget's jam? She watching billions? What's yeah, her... yeah, totally. We have a Showtime subscription on there. Um she <laughs> likes this show. Well, she used to like a show called Odd Squad, which was actually cute. It's about math. It was very cute. It's a PBS show. A Canadian P- Who needs math? <laughs> it was like a Canadian PBS show, so it was very cute but very uh gentle. Um now she watches mm-hmm. this show called MC Squared, which I don't it's like a teen spy soap opera sort of thing, but it's most of the stuff probably goes over her head. It, nothing is bad. It's just is about like dating and, you know, there's, but they mm-hmm. also like solve crimes. So she really likes that. <laughs> Though they mention Facebook and Instagram, which I don't really talk about in front of her. Now she kind of is interested and she really Uh-oh. wants us. Oh, I mean, she wants a cell phone. I'm like, no, she cried on Easter because I gave her this. Little... What if she falls down? <laughs> it's true. Um, she's always surrounded by people. She'll be fine. But um, she, on Easter, we, you know, gave candy and all that stuff. And then she had, I got them each a little cheapo toy. And she thought she was going to get a cell phone for Easter. I'm like, so she was oh. crying. And I thought I was going to get a cell phone. And I'm like, nah, no. A, a brick he can <laughs> send over. Luke and, and Daniel Day-Lewis can give Bridget a flip phone. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, MC squared is her current, but she, you know, she and Rory like to watch Paw Patrol. Rory is my three-year-old, so I know Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol and I don't know. Star Wars is a big deal. I mean, Bridget's only minorly interested. Rory is interested. I mean, he like loves it, doesn't understand any of it, but it delights him to no end. Um, so yeah, I mean, I really thought I wasn't going to be that parent that just was like, watch TV, but you know, sometimes you have to get shit done, so I want to go back to the point in this conversation where Mike says, ah, I know Paw Patrol. How do you know Paw Patrol? (laughs) Nephews come to stay. Okay. You're not just sitting there watching it. (laughs) Paw Patrol. 
No. No, no. Have... no. Put put on an episode of Paw Patrol and and you you're free for 24 minutes. Exactly. Uh, teach a kid how to turn on all the episodes of Paw Patrol. <laughs> You've got yourself an afternoon. It's so true. It's so true. It's but it's like um What's the saying? It's like robbing Peter to pay Paul. Like it is awesome because I can get stuff done slash I can be on my phone and be ignoring my child and in that period of time. But then they're complete assholes when it's over, when you're like, okay, like we're done. We yeah. got to move on. They're like, no. I mean, that's a nice way yeah. of putting it. They're like just full on assholes. They're they, rude. They, and then they cry about it. Ugh. They get really touchy about why is why is there this arbitrary line of 19 episodes that, <laughs> that I have to stop at? Uh, yep. Uh, kids. Um, okay, well, I, I wrote this in my notes, and I don't exactly remember what it's from, but I just wrote, pre-plan, Andrew. If you want to share something, tee it up. There was something that he was like, oh, I meant to share this with you, and then he yeah. couldn't find it. And I and he just kept playing stuff, and he's like, "Nope, that's yes. not it. Nope, that's not it." And like, this is his job. I don't understand how, yeah. how. I just don't understand how that works. Like, how you don't just say like, "Oh, like here's the here's the link to the YouTube." I'm just gonna like put it in my notes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like th- this is our this is our hobby. This is one of our hobbies as adults. And I I I'm totally confident if anybody here wanted to play something on this show, they would have it. Fucking queued up to within an inch of its life when we got on to record, and exactly that's that's exactly. what's so infuriating. I I just don't get it, and the and the guessing around it's it's almost like oh hey let me just I'll find it later, but the like playing stuff nope that's not it nope that's not it it kind of makes me crazy, and also I just don't understand because Andrew is a hard worker, so I just don't understand the I I don't get it I don't get why you wouldn't just. Uh, copy it into something like yesterday uh we were we're sitting in bed and i was describing to emily um a pat benatar video where they dance battle a a, a pimp and (laughs) she didn't she didn't believe me so i i went and found it and i queued it up to right when they take on the pimp and then i handed her my phone and all she had to do is press play this is not even part of this hobby. This is just what you do in life. Exactly. Don't waste other people's time. Respect other people's time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's just it's frustrating, and I don't understand it. I just don't understand how this could be your one job, and you just don't focus on it. But, you know, it's, it's Everything's kind of queued up do. on after these messages. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's always queued up on after these messages. Don't talk about a good it. good podcast, by the way. I like it. Um. Then they move to what is the what is the name of the um, the new quote unquote new segment? No shit, Sherlock. Um, oh, I believe that's no s Sherlock. Oh, I'm which so was sorry. what annoyed t- me about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the time we're choosing to not uh, cuss. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so it's about paying for services um, as opposed to like I guess paying for things. It's it makes relationships work work better when you pay for services and and you know as somebody who's been in a relationship now with the same person for like i don't know 13 years uh that's totally true i mean the problem is is only now dave and i are getting to the point where we have enough free money that we can actually you know pay for a housekeeper twice a month and you know pay for somebody to do a couple of things because that's 
that stuff's expensive. I mean, it's awesome and it makes my life a lot easier, but it is expensive. And it is definitely like a dual income kind of situation where you just have excess cash that you can pay for it. But, um, but it is, it, it does in my relationship, my friends and I call this the rage spiral where like one little thing will kind of get you started. Like you didn't clean this, you didn't clean this. And you kind of start like building up and it gets kind of crazy. So I do find like having a housekeeper or having somebody to do certain things like pick up kids or whatever, it does kind of ease the tension, especially when you do have like two working parents and a bunch of kids. It, it, It does ease the situation a little bit. Agreed. I honestly, I wonder how people who are married and have children have any time to themselves at all anymore. I mean, it's just me here and I'm plenty busy and I don't always find the time to sit down and do stuff. I just, you know, there are some consequences to uh, the way that we've evolved to have two, two job, two income households uh, that that didn't happen in the fifties when mom stayed home with the kids Yeah, it's really true. I mean, you know, Dave definitely makes more money than I do, but he's – it's so hard. We definitely split things, I would say, 50-50 or try to. That's the idea. But I definitely am, like, the president of everything. You know, like, I – Dave does everything, but I give him the list. You know, he does stuff, Mm -hmm. but, like, I have to kind of give him his marching orders a little bit. And that's definitely a sense of tension because even though I make less money, I do – work just as much as he does, you know? So it's like, I'm tired too at the end of the day. And just because I'm a woman doesn't make me know how to do any of this stuff. It just has been like put on my plate, not by him, but just, you know, by society and and myself probably a little bit. And he would maybe take some of that off my shoulders, but I'm definitely, I know how to go to the grocery store better than he does. I know how to, you know, if the kids have a project, we both help, but I'm sort of the one, like, Bridget has to take her lunch to school tomorrow. Like, I'm going to be the one facilitating that. It's not necessarily Dave. And he would, but I'm the only one that remembers to do that. Anyway, Mm -hmm. it's, it is, it's a lot to think about. And, you know, when they go to bed at night, I, 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 I feel bad a lot because I don't do a ton once they're in bed. I listen to podcasts. I might like wash the dishes or whatever. But a lot of times I just go up to my bedroom and listen to podcasts and play Candy Crush. And I'm like, I just need to be by myself and not talking to anybody. So, yeah. and then and then you want to work on your relationship as well, you know, with your husband, which is an important relationship to have and you need to keep it strong. So, finding time to balance that. Like we went on a date last night and it was really fun, so you have to like kind of find some little bit of excess time. But like I said before, you feel like you have no time. And I feel like that is for everyone. You just kind of feel like you have no time to do anything. I mean, that's how I feel a lot. Everything is so scheduled and I have like an hour for this, an hour for that. And, you know, I probably do have time somewhere. I waste a lot of time, but I, I sort of need that for like recharging me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I just get burnt out. Eventually, they'll go away. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I did. I saw, I used to see, I haven't seen her in a little bit, but I used to see a therapist like a, a year ago. And I was just like, I'm just, I feel like I'm, you know, burnt out. I don't, I feel like I'm short with everybody. And she was like, how old are your kids? And at that time, it was, you know, five and two. And she said, you know, honestly, you have to wait until they're both eight for anything to change. And I was like, that's so oh, far boy. away. <laughs> 
That was, that was honest and nice to, for, to tell you that. You're just going to have to deal with it, Kate Well, I, in a way, it was like, okay, it makes me feel like I'm not crazy. But also, like, that is literally two years away for Bridget and, you know, whatever, five years away for Rory. <laughs> God, can I make it? Um, be like, I'll be under the blankets of my bed for the next five years. I know. You just got to get that first one to the point where they can clean a cat box without getting shit all over the <laughs> exactly. walls. And then you're home free. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. Uh, they're sweet kids, but yeah, they're a lot. Yeah. Let me dump a couple of through your phones in on this discussion that we got from Megan, who made me laugh. She said, there's bound to be a week when nothing makes me want to hurl my phone into the sun. But this is not that week. <laughs> I find myself irate that once again, Luke has forgotten his TBTL history and renamed it. On Tuesday, he announces a, quote, new segment, unquote, called No Bleep. Sherlock. I'll say no S Sherlock. That is not a new segment. It's an old segment with a great drop. That's not news. Yep. And they've done several segments of that. Not That's not news with um, studies that they believe are uh, coming to obvious conclusions, which is where the second throw your phone comes in from Sam, who says, as an actual psychology major at the University of British Columbia, where the study came out from, Hearing no shit Sherlock segment was amusing slash infuriating. I guess I will recommend our department runs research proposals past Luke first for evaluations <laughs> of purpose worth. Oy vey. <laughs> I think this is probably another one of those things where there is a slightly more uh, interesting premise. And this is just one of the things that comes out of the study that the journalists can grasp and run with. And that's why it gets mm -hmm. the print attention. Yeah. I think one of those services, I think, might have been uh, Call Girls that makes the marriage last longer. <laughs> oh, just yes. Just take that sexual burden off the mm -hmm. wife. I'm just, sometimes I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> and and we got 120 bucks. Let's, you know. Spend it wisely. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. From then on, clearly, I it was late at night because I just wrote so many tangents. And I was like, I'm lost. I don't know where they are. Then they start talking about how <laughs> Andrew likes things, not experiences, as opposed to what they were talking. You know, everybody says, spend things on experiences, not things. And he you know, discusses his journey for the Walkman. Um, and then, I don't know why this really irritated me. Luke kind of tries to be like this peaceful Zen person. Like, he was saying he doesn't buy things, uh, you know, that are silly or frivolous. I'm like, <laughs> you are number one. You have several boats that you don't use. You have, even though he was like, I've used the, you know, laser baldness helmet. He bought a flip phone. I, I feel like he's always buying stuff. It's constantly like a shopping spree for him. And he, mm -hmm. he said that, didn't Carrie have to like take away a credit card or something? Or like she changed the passwords for stuff so he wouldn't just go and buy stuff? I mean, maybe this is New Luke in the past like month or something. But uh, yeah, he's the person I think of who buys frivolous things. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. Carrie has he's to be the break super on possessor and a possessor. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess that probably stems from his childhood maybe, but that is, that I, he just sometimes has, he sometimes has extreme self-awareness, but in this case it is, mm -hmm. that's a no. Mm -hmm. um, and he is a money waster for sure. Yes. I remember one time he talked about some like grooming kid he bought that was like $200. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like, that grooming kit, if I open that grooming kit, it better groom my face when <laughs> hands free. I need it to be like Jetsons. Like there needs to be, you know, something right. that's doing it without me using my arms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't know what he's talking about. That's that's insane. I think that sometimes when he makes a mild change, he thinks like, okay, like it's the new Luke, but that's I don't think the case. Um, and then Andrew somehow go, went on to play a little clip from WMMS again. Um, and I, I like I said, I like an 80s reference. That's kind of fun to have a flashback. But like, come on, man. We have done this so many times. I, I don't need uh-huh. to listen to WMMS again. At least come up with a different local radio morning zoo <laughs> that exactly. will not interest me. <laughs> I did. I was reading um, a book called Little Fires Everywhere that was based in Shaker Heights. And they did mention WMMS. That was the one time I was glad that, that Andrew has played it. Because I was like, I know what that is um so yeah I mean, that's a hole that all the, we went down there and all the rabbits are dead yes we're done. So not we're done. go down there again it's like watership down <laughs> um and then it, they're kind of finding out I, I guess andrew was kind of talking about uh like how he doesn't it sounds like he doesn't ever practice self-care though I don't know. I feel like he does but you know, i think he, every time he eats a pastrami sandwich that's yes. self-care I agree. And, you know, he really, he likes to have these little adventures by himself, go have a drink at whatever, you know, shitty bar and, and yeah, have pastrami sandwiches and go on little sojourns. But I don't know. There's something, Andrew needs to see, like, a psychiatrist. That's what he needs to see. I mean, Mm -hmm. he, he does all these things. He seems to be living, like, his best life, but he just somehow, and he, you know, loves Genevieve and that seems to be a good thing, but there's something... I don't know, kind of missing. I, I am obviously not a psychiatrist, but there's, I, I don't know. He needs to reflect back on his childhood or, you know, how he feels about himself. Um, that would be like the ultimate self-care for him, I think. Um, and then I, I guess that uh, Luke's taking his nieces to an arcade, like a grown-up kind of arcade that has drinks, but also kid stuff, but it smells like farts and they called it a farcade. And it, I sadly laughed. I mean, I was like... <laughs> it's funny um it's really dumb but it's funny um and then they talk about todd glass i don't really know anything about todd this is a pop culture like blind spot that i have yeah he's Uh, a very interesting cat you wouldn't be wasting your time to look him up but um yeah does he have like a really deep voice i i think i heard i think i heard a podcast with him i think he's is he gay i think i heard a podcast i don't whatever i think he's (laughs) been on tbtl Oh, maybe that's what it is. I don't know why. For some reason, it's like I see, I hear Ira Glass or Philip Glass, and I'm like, I don't. There's none of these. <laughs> He's not anything like those guys. <laughs> yep, he was on episode sixteen thirty five. What are you doing here, Todd Glass edition? Okay, okay. Mm. Well, maybe I need to revisit my TPTL history because for some reason I am like. They went on and on, and it was like they were speaking Chinese. Um, and then they did address Lisa's birthday. The one cute thing about – I mean, I'm generally opposed to birthday uh, shout-outs, but the one cute thing was that her whole office made a donation. I mean, that's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that was cute. Um, and also, that's a cool birthday song. That's the best birthday song. So I think they can yes. keep celebrating birthdays for people named Lisa. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, and then they started going into – 
the, yeah, the Simpsons and then Michael Jackson being on the Simpsons and kind of, we almost need Bet to come back and do the, the Simpsons recap because I do actually remember that. I weirdly remember that it was on after the Super Bowl that Michael Jackson was going to be on the Simpsons because, you know, they always have like a big yep. uh, whatever show after the Super Bowl, whatever, mm-hmm. I think whatever it may be. And I remember that was after the Super Bowl. And it was really weird because he was this like, uh, he was just like a, uh, like a white guy, like a fat white guy. So it was kind of weird, but you know, whatever it was, it, I guess made an impact of some sort. All right. Uh, moving on to Wednesday, episode 2611. How did these buff Bacharachs escape my radar? <laughs> um, Luke's in Bellingham looking at one of Rudy's guys out in the rain. It's sad. Uh, <laughs> Pluto's getting rained on in the yard. <laughs> yeah, our 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 dogs don't take good care. Of they they are constantly losing. Abby's really the only one interested in toys and stuffed animals and stuff. And she's very maternal with them for like ten minutes, and she grooms them for fleas or whatever. Uh, but then, as soon as she's on to something else, you know that's that's gone. She would have been a terrible mother. It's really good that we got her fixed. <laughs> There's always a coffee table to get on top of. <laughs> no, that's one of Emily's uh, photo albums. Is uh, what does she call it? Dog, dog on table or table <laughs> table hound? And it's just pictures of Abby standing on different tables all over the house because she doesn't know that dogs aren't supposed to stand on the table. Um, there's a voicemail. Sorry, uh, Olive is in the room jingling her hello her collar. Sorry. Edith. I said Olive. God, how into TVTL am I? There's a voicemail that uh, is from, is from uh, played by Luke, I think, that is someone trying to uh, get onto Livewire TVTL, and the guy's name is Erwin Zucker, and he's he, he was pitching... He, no, it's actually for the old radio show, and he was pitching some terrible... Uh, psychologist who wrote a book i looked up both erwin zucker and the lady he was pitching and they do not disappoint at all <laughs> was that the mom very old one? school yeah mom entrepreneur right <laughs> they're exactly. just like just like trills off the tongue mom entrepreneur <laughs> yeah you don't have to work at that one at all <laughs> the, the problem the problem is a lot of mom mom entrepreneurs <laughs> Like a little white wine. And, oh, yes. Uh, you know, after 5.30, they're probably not going to be able to say it anymore. The so that's, a, <laughs> that's a rough one. Uh, Andrew has, speaking of rough ones, Andrew has a really tough time in the start of this show because oh he keeps saying uh, Shrek and Bach. <laughs> oh, I was like, and... I was yelling at it. I was going, no, <laughs> go back and listen. And he, uh, he says that... Um, that Luke's Luke's buddy from from the old uh, the old San Diego dark days was Dan Pashman, uh, and that it's Cashman, uh, so that was driving me me crazy too. So he he was really struggling mentally on mm-hmm. Wednesday for a while. This was a really great great show this week. This, this was Luke was recounting. He gave us the full account, which I don't think we've ever had before, of the the. Pirate shirt 3D movie fiasco <laughs> that created the the Chris Cashman gold that is Morty. I just imagine him just standing there and the, just riffing on this, and then it turned into a character, which 
Cashman fucking nails yes. every time. You know, mm-hmm. I have to share something embarrassing. For the first mm, five years of TBTL, I totally thought Morty was was real. And I'm like, is this? <laughs> he has the worst agent. Why? And I was like, and it's kind of anti-Semitic a little bit. Like, it's really bad. And then I finally realized slowly that it was a character. But it does. It always makes me laugh. I've had people DM me and ask me about that before. <laughs> Like, is this really his agent? Who is this? He's terrible. Wow. I thought the guy, I thought he was doing stuff so over the top that there were so many indicators because he kept doing the same joke setup, you know? I think the brother, the Natalie and Brulia. I also think I recognized Chris Cashman's voice during the first voicemail and I knew that he'd been doing something with Chris Cashman. So, oh, this is the Cashman joint right here God, so funny. great commitment to it um and that led to a throw your phone moment from our ghost face listener uh he or she says this is a hug your phone for episode 2611 wednesday uh it was like listening to tbtl of old the agent mort tapes had me double over laughing the rap music discography was enlightening to this clueless listener and they did emails Tangents were kept under a semblance of control. It just shows what what a well-organized, topic-oriented show can do. Well said, Ghostface. Our expectations have been lowered so much. (laughs) That was fun. I enjoyed listening to it, even though, you know, when it's your day to take notes, the the show does seem endless. Um, I I enjoy the show more on the days when I'm not taking notes. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Andrew doesn't know Fushnikins, Shaq's commercials. I mean, they, they, they rambled on quite a bit about this. Shaq's rapping was played. Um, yeah, I've made the point, I think on at the, after these messages, uh, page about Shaq really <laughs> his basis for selecting, uh, someone he wants to represent is that they're, that he's the only thing they're going to spend the money on, um, <laughs> in the ad campaign. He gets all of it, and then they can have an intern throw together a cartoon behind him. Uh, oh, I saw one time, I was watching uh, Inside the NBA, which is the show that Shaq appears on all the time. And the guys on there were relentlessly making fun of him. They kept showing one of his Gold Bond commercials, <laughs> and there was clearly a body double in the commercial. So they would cut to Jack's shaq's face and he's saying talking about gold bond and then they cut to a shot of the body and it's just someone who's cut which (laughs) Shaq is "Mm." no longer (laughs) cut and they were murdering him over it it was one of the funniest things i've ever seen on television um it was one of those where where i actually had to text someone in the middle of the show says you got to get on this my only uh shack like connection sort of was my um my brother um was married, they're no longer married, but was married for to this girl, Caroline, and her dad at the time, this was like in the 80s, was or early 90s, was the governor of Louisiana. This was my ex-sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his name is Buddy Romer. Anyway, at the time, 
they oh, would yeah. go, they would go down to uh, my parents would go down to Baton Rouge, and you know Shaq played for LSU, so mm-hmm. um, I, somehow they got my parents got really really good seats to their basketball game, and my dad got to meet Shaq, and my dad's not like a super tall guy; he's probably five eleven. I mean, he's completely average, and he said he came up basically like to Shaq's like armpit, not even armpit, like almost like to his like like boobs where his boobs would be like he was so extremely tall that it was shocking like it was like if he comes into the room it's just like you can't even believe that beyond being famous he's just so mm-hmm. big he's such a big person and by all accounts he's really really nice yeah. I, I know a lot of people have had experiences with him and they've all been uh positive and he left he left lsu early to yeah. Because he was the number one draft pick, and he went back and got his degree, yeah. which is another thing. That's cool. It's uh, I respect. Uh, Luke went to the Herb Alpert show. Mm, Why? You with your dick. <laughs> uh, uh, Andrew. Oh, oh, he left. By the way. I mean, I love Herb Alpert as much as the next person, but why do you need to go to a concert? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a really old person thing. I yes. mean, Luke Luke had to feel tough in that room, for sure. <laughs> Don't get into a fight with any of those people. If you headbutt them, you're going to kill them. <laughs> I, I would just be like, well, this place is crowded. If there's a fire, I can knock all these motherfuckers over on my way to the exit. Uh, Andrew's finding happiness in Roosevelt. He, you could hear it in his voice. He's mm-hmm. He loves his new place, and until he starts tangling with his landlord, he he's probably going to be in a pretty good place. Um, and loves it when they postpone the top stories. I do. It's bad. <laughs> favorite. Andrew hadn't read it anyway. I mean, what are you doing? I understand he's moving, but this is not like a rare occurrence. No, it's more more the norm. Um, we can get his fresh take about what the headline says and how Luke explains it. <laughs> Uh, Luke, <laughs> Luke pitches, um, mom, trip, mom, entrepreneur, the man behind KD Lang. <laughs> wow. Uh, he, he, te- he recounts the stratosphere remote that he somehow arranged to do a Saturday show from the stratosphere, which is a really depressing, yeah. um, hotel and casino in las vegas and i'm not surprised that's where they were staying because he was in his early 20s and you know it was like get a 19 dollar room and pile stack people up like cordwood in there so (laughs) the fart locker i mean i guess arcade but the fart locker when you're that drunk for that long what does it matter yeah you can just vomit in the hallway and it's gone a half hour later because because that's what Vegas is. They are ready for a hallway vomit. God. Um, there's an email about the uh, dazzling donor music. Um, they were talking about going back to ma- having a new song every day, but that would be you know more work than they wanted to do. Uh, people, a lot of people don't like the, the smooth jazz. But that's not so. even true. When Andrew brought this up. The very first time he was like, oh, it's all over the Stens page that people hate the smooth jazz music. And when Luke questions on him, he was like, oh, oh, well, I guess there was only one person that kind of mentioned it briefly. (laughs) And so now Luke's all up in his head about how people hate the donor music and they've had multiple conversations about it. No. No. 
you guys have totally blown this out of proportion. Bring back the mellow hold music. I don't care. I don't think anybody really cares. Uh-huh. Nobody cares. It's like a signal. It's fine. It- yeah, and if they if they come up with something you know live during the show that sure. they want to play under it, then then yeah, yeah, I can do that. And, and the email was just basically uh, this woman named Mary who was like giving them permission. You know, because you're always going to get the person who's going to complain about the name tags at the event. You know, fuck that person. If you don't want to wear a name tag, don't wear one. And if people call you by, you know, they'll call you by the wrong name. So it's on you. There's some sort of Hardy Boys Chet Baker fat shaming discussion. (laughs) The Hardy Boys did have a chum, a best pal named Chet, who was portly. But I don't think it was necessarily... A fat shaming thing. It was just a description of his physical appearance. He was a bigger boy. Was he a hail fellow well met or was he like a Bugs Meanie type? Was he the the heavy? Literally no, no, no. He the... was not a, a heavy at all. He was a very okay. nice, very... I mean, maybe the stereotypical thing was that he was fat and kind of jolly. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I was very jolly while I was fat. I didn't, I'm know, jolly. I took it. I took it in stride. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's an email from uh, Tracy on expired food. Um, her sounded like her mom was absolutely insane, um, and would scream every time someone tried to eat chicken. I don't know. <laughs> that was nuts. Um, Andrew struggles again with the birthday shout out. That's outstanding. That's, that's outstanding. There's a, uh, they talk about storage wars being a show that they could get into. I can identify with that. I think I was in a hotel one time and, you know, you don't know the channels. So you land on this fucking storage wars or whatever. And then five episodes later. I you know, I have yeah. a distinct memory of Dave and me. We were like our first little journey away. We just had Bridget. It was our first trip away from her. We were in. Quebec City while her while Bridget was in Boston with my in-laws and we were tired from walking around all day and we just like got into the bed turned on the tv and it was like all right because half the channels were in French and so I was like all right this is it and I if I was at home I would never settle on storage wars but in that hotel room it was just the most Mm -hmm. like exciting thrilling comforting (laughs) thing that I had ever seen yeah is it gonna be worth anything um Yeah. yeah I totally get it yeah, you can get sucked in there, and but it's hard to find characters to root for. That was my problem <laughs> yes. with it. They're all <laughs> trash bags. That's all there. But yeah, there's not a lot there. There's not not too many heroes there. Um, and then we get the the Walkman update that Andrew's getting his refund and gets to keep his piece of junk that someone <laughs> sent him in the mail. So, God. It's Wednesday. All right. Uh, Thursday, 2612, delicate but safe. Um, Luke starts off with a weigh-in, which is he hasn't done in a while. He weighs 183, which I'm uh, like surprised um, about, but he's really, I guess, been on his grind. I don't know. I mean, I really don't care. And he, that's really thin for how tall Luke is, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It makes him happy. And he's going to be on camera, I guess, a fair amount. So, because it seems like summer is kind of when he gets to be on camera a little bit more. So, whatever. If it makes him happy, that's that's great. Um, I don't, there was really gro- gross Rudy Ham talk. And I just, it was a lot. <laughs> 
Um, I was alarmed by it because you, you're not supposed to give dogs those bones. No. They will choke on. Yeah, them. exactly. They um, I they love Rudy. Obviously, sometimes I think they're a little careless <laughs> on their animal yeah. taking care of action. Like they, a little bit. Rudy doesn't. Yeah, Rudy doesn't like a leash, and you know. He, well, I think Carrie grew up country. She's yeah. from Cedar mm-hmm. Woolley, yeah. which if you all don't know, it's where pretty much backwards. Um, so I think you know she she has that country a little more cavalier yeah. about. The animals, whereas those of us that live in cities are, you know, you get called out if you're yes if your dog jumps on people or yes. poops on stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're they they like have this idealized version of what Rudy should be like, like eating a ham bone, running around frolicking, and it's like, I don't know, she she's not really into that lifestyle. <laughs> um. And then Andrew talks more about his uh. He lives near Whole Foods, which, of course, we all know that because we've all mapped where he lives. And I know that Whole right. Foods is about a two-block walk from his house. Well, the Hey Dummies video he did from his roof, he just, he panned all the businesses around his... God, man. While that, while that guy was climbing out of I his guess. window. Um, and he called it a whole paycheck, which whatever. <laughs> um, and this was the one time that he wanted a receipt and they didn't give it to him. Do you think they're hiding the receipt? No, they don't care. Of no, they don't know what they're, nobody cares that much. They're not getting paid that much money to be in some like corporate scheme. I mean, who gives a shit, but cause and you're most, in whole foods. You, yes. You're, you're not going to have sticker shock. You, <laughs> it's whole foods. And honestly, it is what it is probably at this point, they're, you know, they have sort of a environmentalist ethos. So I think unless you ask for the receipt, they're probably yeah. kind of like not wanting to give it to you. I hate it. I'm like, please don't give me a receipt. If you could email it, to me. whatever. I don't want it because it's just going to lay in my purse. Um, mm-hmm. And then they'd had salad talk, which I actually generally would find boring. But I go to the Whole Foods salad bar a fair amount because it's down the street from my office. And there is no way that that salad that Andrew described was under $12. There's no way. Oh, no. No, 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 no. He had an not. egg in it, and he had like... You gotta, you gotta have that egg, though. You gotta have <laughs> well, that egg. I agree that you have to have I don't the egg. Care. But like, he's act, trying to act like he's being, um, you know, really cautious about how much it costs. And I'm like, you had an egg. It cost more than $12. And, and <laughs> like some heavy uh, vegetables Turkey. in there. You put turkey in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, the key to me to lower the cost is you can't put cherry tomatoes in there. That really, like, I don't love cherry tomatoes mm-hmm. either. And if you add it, it just immediately skyrockets the mm-hmm. the, um, the salad up. And it is astonishing how much you can, for a salad bar at Whole Foods, how much you can spend. You're like, I don't, how did I do that? Yeah, what you need is yeah. lettuce, croutons, yes. and marshmallows. That's a cheap <laughs> salad. Yes, exactly. Go to a... Go to like Super Salad or um, Jason's Deli is where Bridget really likes to go. You can get all of those. You can get, remember like the salad bars that had pudding? <laughs> yes. The <laughs> Pizza Hut always had pudding. <laughs> Why is this in the salad bar? Um, <laughs> and Andrew's favorite, cottage cheese. They always had cottage cheese yep. there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I call bullshit on Andrew's, but I guess we'll never know because he didn't get the receipt. Um then they get into a – this is where I sort of struggle with this day. They get into – I don't even remember how they got into it, talking about, you know, old stuff that doesn't conform to kind of what we think today, like how, you know, whether it be Woody Allen or Louis C.K., which is not even that old. Um, you know, how do we feel about them? Can we like the stuff? And I just 
I don't give a shit, man. I mean, I thought Louis C.K. was really funny. I'm mild about Woody Allen. My dad really loves him. But, you know, let's move on. I mean, whatever. Like them. It's fine. I don't care. You can celebrate them. It's fine. But, like, there are other people in the world. There are other funny people. And these guys did fucked up stuff. And I'm kind of done worrying about if they're going to make comebacks. I I don't really care. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm kind. Of, I'm just. I'm just done with it. And there, there are women that are out there. Are people who are not given the opportunities while these douchebags were. And let's see what other people can do. I mean, it could be a white man too. I don't care. But like, be a nice, normal person and don't like use your power to make people really uncomfortable or like you know assault them. We can move on. Yeah, one of my older relatives was talking about Garrison Keillor back when that all broke and saying what a shame it was and, you know, how someone's career could be destroyed because of, you know, a couple of people's accounts. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. I'm actually pretty fine. Fine with that. He can go away. Do you know how many women didn't get? Yeah, women didn't get the opportunity to do things. Their careers were destroyed because they were either like felt ashamed or they felt like not wanted. Dave Becky, who is uh, Louis C.K.'s and a lot of other people's managers, like he actively would, um, you know, get in the way of people's careers if they crossed Louis C.K. So I'm like, you know what? They got opportunities while other people didn't. So I'm okay. It's fine. You know, let nice people who like are kind actually. I don't know, get a shot at it. And again, like I thought Louis C.K. was really, really funny. But kind of when you look in retrospect, you're like, oh, he like hates women a little bit. You know, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. hate is too strong, but he talks so much shit about his ex-wife. And, and the same with Woody Allen. When you see him, how he relates to younger women in his older movies, you're like, oh, my God, why was this OK? I mean, we just compartmentalized it, I guess. But I don't know. I don't. I also get really annoyed when people like two white guys are talking about the Me Too movement. I just it's not this is not your turn to talk about it. Let other people talk about it. I don't really care how Luke feels about things. These guys aren't going to jail. Nobody's getting prosecuted. They're just like losing their jobs because they are shitty people, which I'm fine with. And I I don't need Luke and Andrew to ponder how they feel about this. I really don't. I mean, again, this is why I think a woman should be on the show because they they have such limited perspectives on, you know, what it's like to be a woman, what it's like to be a person of color. Obviously, I don't know about that, but it's like that they, they have a limited experience. And I do think that they're kind people and think about this, but they they can't think beyond their own experiences. I mean, Jesus, Luke had a baby at 18, did shitty in school and is still like a very successful person. Do you think that would happen to somebody, a woman or a person of color? That probably wouldn't happen because he was able to kind of skate by on his, you know, appearance and his charm. Um, And he's really privileged in that way. Again, I think that he's a kind person. I don't think they mean ill will. I just don't need to hear them talk about it anymore. Well, there was a throw your phone. (laughs) Sorry. From rant. Emily. (laughs) <laughs> where she uh, she reinforces some of these points. She says, I need the guys, especially Luke, not to re-litigate sexual harassment stories. It's kind of fine if uh, if it's a new story, but I have no need to hear Luke try to meander through the topic. We get it. You still want to be able to laugh at Louis C.K., but I want to be able to listen to your podcast without yelling into the void. Yes, Emily. And that void, we provide that void. And we're proud <laughs> to provide it. 
Yes. Uh, that she said, she put it way more eloquently and succinctly than I did. <laughs> so thank you. You, you've been, you, you're passionate about yes. it and uh, you know, your points are, are valid. Uh, I just, the only thing I have to say is men are really, really gross. We are so <laughs> gross and some of us act on it and some of us don't. Stop being gross. Stop being gross. It's all right exactly. to be gross because you you are gross because you're a man, but don't be gross. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Yes, maybe? A snack? Do you know where it is? Okay. Go ahead and get it. Sorry, guys. We had to have snack talk real quick. That was Bridget asking if she could sure. go to a snack. Snack. <laughs> snack. Because she can't go. It's been 30 minutes since she's had a snack. So It it's... has been. It's too long. <laughs> right. It's been too long. Um, okay. So after that, that rant, uh, we moved on to top story that I guess that paper is okay. It's okay to print. Luke can feel okay about himself. I mean, whatever. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. Like it's fine. There's sometimes I need to print something to read it, but I don't know. I don't I just don't care. It's fine. But then they they did move to um Sinclair talk about the Sinclair stations. Um they got on their media a little bit. Um and you know, what would you do if you you know, worked for a Sinclair company and like, would you quit? And you know how I do actually think that's an interesting conversation. I, this is why I want to say that this is why, you know, again, I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit that regulation is not a bad thing. It's good. This is why we need it because human beings generally want to own everything and control everyone. So we need to regulate stuff. So you don't have this like one, like evil voice saying the same thing across several stations. And that's like how propaganda starts. It's, you know, that, that that's what split it is. screen they were running oh, on MSNBC I mean, was it's, fantastic. It's awful, um, but it is interesting to see, think about like if you would quit. I mean, I kind of yeah. It, if you are the camera guy, do you quit? I think if you're the if you're the anchor, then I think I would maybe want to quit. But they're right, you know. Yeah. Uh, I I had like I did a little bit of media work when I was in college, where I I did um some interning for the morning show in Dallas. Good morning, Texas. And it really is a tough gig. I mean, it's not tough. It's just as they're hard to get. They're really low paying. You kind of have to mm-hmm. go with the wind. So it would be sort of tough. But I would hope that, I don't know, I'd have some more moral fortitude. But if you have a family to take care of, I don't know, it would be tough, a tough thing to decide. If you got on the air and said that, you're probably not going to quit. No, you know, no, exactly. If you read the script, exactly. you're probably you're 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 in whether you like it or not. Exactly. Yeah. And I I read an interesting article. I wish I could remember the details of it off the top of my head, but they were talking about penalties. There are um penalty clauses in contracts that if they had refused or quit, I think, then not only would they not obviously get paid the rest of their salary, Mm -hmm. but there is a calculated amount based on how early they're quitting from their contract that they would have to pay back as a penalty to the station, which could run into the thousands and thousands of dollars, making it even more impossible for them to just quit. Jeez. Yeah, that's insane. Borderline criminal. It really is. It really it's the stuff like this that really scares me that you know, when when Trump and the whole administration is gone, it's like this is the long lasting stuff. This is where we get into, you know, he's not there anymore, he's not the president, but like he's Yeah let all these regulations die that were hard won and you know, now we have monopolies everywhere. 
Um, anyway, it's just like a, it's like a hurricane going through a town. Um, you know, it's just the hurricane's over. <laughs> yeah. But now it's t- going to take seven years to fucking rebuild, rebuild exactly. the town. Exactly. So anyway, it's kind of, I think it's an interesting conversation and it's, I, I like to actually hear, you know, what they had to say, but it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't doubt that Luke would actually quit because he has shown to ha- not have such great yeah. impulse control about that <laughs> stuff anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I know. And that's, I think as the star, the talent, I think, it, you know, I could see definitely him, but it's when you get into, you know, the camera guy or the editor or whatever, it's like, do, do mm-hmm. I do this? But I don't know. It's tough stuff. Um, I'm not quitting, uh, but I'm not saying this. So fire me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, then they move on to this story, which I'm just going to on the front end of this called bullshit on it. I just I don't know why. I'm like, I think it's dumb and I don't really think it's real. But I guess maybe they used it for a wait, wait, don't tell me. Did the, they? Re- oh, my gosh. It was I, one of the three stories. It was the quote unquote real story. I guess it's just OK. So the guy brings a truckload of pepperoni to, <laughs> to the Empress Hotel. Um, a silver then- <laughs> briefcase filled with pepperoni <laughs> that he has handcuffed to his wrist. And then the birds come in and eat it and they're drooling. I don't, it's just a lot of information. And then he was banned for life from the Empress Hotel. Have either of y'all been to the Empress Hotel? Mike, have you been? No. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's, it was kind of a kooky story. I mean, I hate birds. I hate birds. And I would be like, not mad. I would be screaming and running out of there. Especially like the big ass birds that are. Seagulls mm-hmm. are really aggressive yes. when it comes to food. Yeah. There are restaurants like Ivers down on the pier. Uh, you know, where they're, they're all over you. Ugh, Isn't that what caused um, like Sully Sullenberger's uh plane to crash i think it was like yeah seagulls. birds in the engine oh, gross mm-hmm. anyway that's i mean i'm sorry i feel bad for that guy except that you shouldn't i don't know it's just a really it's just really weird how good is that pepperoni is it that good why was he traveling with it i feel, I feel like andrew or luke needs to get their hands on some of it to do a little taste test Oh, Hillary, don't question right man's relationship with pepperoni. <laughs> I mean, I like pepperoni too, but come on, man. Um, and then we get a call about, um, I can't remember the caller's name. Do y'all remember? Ugh, I didn't write it down. No. But it was about how her husband um, sat them down and told them that they were going to be moving to Germany for his job. And one of the kids was like pissed because he had to make friends again. And the other one was just sad because he didn't want to leave his friends. And then the caller was like kind of mulling over. That's it's exactly how I would feel like, oh, we're going to live in Europe now. This is going to be my new lifestyle. And then he's, I'd be stoked. Yeah. Me too. And then he said it was April Fool's. And I would be so mad because my hopes would have been so high about having this like, we're going to get a Eurail pass. We're going to go to all these different countries. <laughs> this is why April Fool's. I mean, this is like a good April Fool's joke in that like nobody's hurt or it's not long lasting, but I was, would have been really upset <laughs> later, late that evening after it was sort of blown over, she should have gone to him and said, you know, I really don't feel like I take care of you enough sexually. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to start God. doing that every night for you, whatever you want. God. April fools. Yeah, April fools, motherfucker. <laughs> You're never getting into any of this again. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I'm really bad about I you know, like laughing and teasing people, but I'm really bad about I'm not good at 
jokes in which you make other people feel like fools for more than like yeah. a second. Like then I'm like, just kidding, just kidding. I was lying. Hell, LOL. Um, I couldn't do it. I've never been able to pull one of those off. And I just kind of no, think it's neither. cruel at the end of the day. I think you could pull it off. I mean, we can all pull it off, but it's it's a bad instinct. It is. It to is. Want to make people feel stupid like that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, then they move on to there was a female uh, a voicemail about like a cute kid songs that you know that you remember that helped you learn stuff when you were little. Um, and it was actually she had a very lovely voice. Um, she did. She really did. I was like, oh, that's nice. I want to teach my kids that. Um, we used to sing this song in Spanish, and I'm not really going to sing it for you, but it's um, all almost all the capitals of South America. And I still, to this day, like can, I know all the capitals of South America because I swear, I know the quadra- quadratic equation. I don't know what the quadratic <laughs> equation does, but I remember it because of it was set to the Gilligan's Island theme. And it was like negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC all over 2A. I mean, I still remember it and I have no idea. I do the quadratic do. equation all the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I feel like they work. I mean, I, you know, for whatever reason, it buries into your head um, something. Yeah. So that was that was cute. Um Andrew is such a baby about food. That's all I have to say. I mean, I just don't understand. He really must have been like shamed at some point. He must have been shamed. I think he said his sister really hated creamy stuff. So he just has always hated. I really like cottage cheese. So I, I guess I understand the texture. One of my favorites. I love it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I, he, I don't know. You're 41 years old, almost 42. Like, get over it. It's move on. I mean, there's all things that we don't like. I don't really like red peppers, but I'll eat them. It's not like going to mm-hmm. kill me. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, don't even talk to me about yogurt. <laughs> Greek yogurt. <laughs> what an inoffensive thing to be offended about, you know, yogurt. Such a generic of food. <laughs> really is. Ugh. Um. Anyway, and then this was just, um, I have a quick question, and Dave and I have actually had a fight about this. How is, I say Roosevelt. Is it, do y'all say mm-hmm. Roosevelt? Is the neighborhood pronounced Roosevelt? Is that how it is? Or like, how, Ro- how would you, how would you talk about like Franklin or Teddy? Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Roosevelt. I would say Roosevelt. My dad would say Roosevelt. Dave says mm-hmm. Roosevelt, and it kind of makes me mad. I'm like, where did you learn He's this? Wrong. <laughs> so they Andrew started saying Roosevelt and I thought well maybe it's just collo- you know maybe it's just the neighborhood is is called that but anyway I don't know why I had to I had to clear the air on that one it's just um, a quick walk to the UW from <laughs> Roosevelt <laughs> oh Andrew um and then they kind of tee up this story with Tyler from Purdue um and like how gross it's gonna be how gross it's gonna be um, but then they decided to play it at the end because it's so gross. I, it was fine. It was gross. Obviously it was disgusting, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's being a mom, uh, this amount of gross stuff I've had to deal with around my children. Like yeah. Bridget woke me up last night to tell me she lost her front tooth and it's like, she has like a bloody tooth that she's showing me. <laughs> so I'm like, it was gross, but it wasn't like, I think I was like, building it up so much in my head that I was like, I don't know. It was fine. It was gross, but it wasn't an, an I maybe would have skipped it if I actually wasn't taking no- if I wasn't taking notes for it. I would have been like, I don't need to hear that. But it wasn't that bad. I skipped it. <laughs> well, I would have too. I would have if it wasn't my day. I would have done it. 
Well, yeah. from the way they were talking about it, I was like, if there is not stuff on the ceiling at the end of this story, <laughs> this is going to be a letdown. And also, I just feel like, I mean, good on you, Tyler. God bless. You're doing the Lord's work. But isn't that, if you're cleaning bathrooms, I don't know. People are gross in bathrooms, especially public bathrooms. People are gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's to be expected. Um, and that's basically all for Thursday. Although I have to say, I do not enjoy Tune Yards. I do not enjoy that song. I was like, how do I fast forward faster through this song? <laughs> and that was definitely a, I think that was an Andrew choice. And I don't, I agree with you, Mike. I don't like Andrew's. Besides Queen Latifah, yeah, he, he I don't like He gets lucky his. once in a while. Yeah. But uh, but more often than not, it's like, you seriously listen to this? <laughs> no, it's going to be a headache. Um, and that's <laughs> it for Thursday. All right, let's go to Friday, number 2613. Lindy West, a passionate dabbler. I think a lot of people really enjoyed having Lindy in the studio. And she and Luke are at the... New location of Walsh Walsh and Dormat in the Roosevelt neighborhood for the very first time. The inaugural Luke broadcast anyway. And uh, Luke and Lindy immediately get into a whole discussion of driving from Seattle to Portland and what kind of food choices you have there. Uh, I can't weigh in on any of that because I've never done that drive. Uh, But Lindy says it's very important to get to Dairy Queen immediately because there are no Dairy Queens within the... Seattle area? I guess. That's pretty much true, yeah. Oh, no. I know. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, this is my one like candy addition uh, 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 to add to candy talk. My best friend and I really split on candies. I'm a, like more of a chocolate person, and she is definitely more of a sweets kind of gal. And when we would go in the 80s, when we would go to Dairy Queen, like really regularly go to Dairy Queen and get blizzards, I would always do like M&Ms or Nestle Crunch, which I don't like Nestle Crunch except in blizzards because it gives it the like a little bit of a texture or Butterfinger actually is good. Um, and mm-hmm. she would always get nerd blizzards. Ugh. No. <laughs> so Oh, wrong. my brother used to get those all the time. <laughs> and people get gummies now, like in their ice cream and in their, in their blizzards or whatever. Like, what? The best part is that it's gummy and now it's not gummy. <laughs> now you've fucking frozen it, you dummy. Yeah, it's disgusting. I'm still best friends with her. I mean, we've known each other since we were two and no, three. And I'm like, up, you're disgusting. Nerds, blizzards, Missy, <laughs> you're disgusting. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, I had to interrupt that. Um, Well, the blizzards are essential, but not quote-unquote savories from Dairy Queen. Um, They struggle. Well, Dairy Queen is a Minnesota company, and if you go to Dairy Queen headquarters, I think it's in Bloomington, outside of it, there is like the swankiest DQ that you would ever want to go in, and I have had the grill and chill at that Dairy Queen, and it's not bad. Yeah, they're good. They don't. They don't. Uh, they don't advertise it uh, very well. No. Well, I'm sure their their food is completely on point at their corporate headquarters, but it <laughs> it suffers a little bit out here in the field. <laughs> I imagine it does. But you can get I don't know chicken fingers and hot dogs and whatever. Are we really being that picky? No. When we're going for fast food on the road. But here's the thing. I, I'm either there for the food or I'm there for dessert. I, I don't have enough room in my stomach to eat a meal and dessert anymore. No. I just well, don't. That's you. So, <laughs> and, and what do you do? Do you get the whole, do you get your meal and then you go up and get your dessert so it's not melted by the time you get to it? Yeah. So you got to go through line twice? That's bullshit to me. I don't want to do that. <laughs> or you eat in the restaurant and then you take your blizzard to go. Eat it in the car. That, that would be okay. 
Um, well, so they start talking about good Blizzard flavors, which gets them into Candy Talk. I swear to God, Andrew listens to this show sometimes <laughs> because there have been more times when we talk about something and then it comes up on TBTL in the um, the near future to that. Like, I know it's all confirmation bias on my own part, but sometimes I think. Uh, so they talk about a lot of... <laughs> Stuff not nearly as well as we talked about it, frankly. But they talk about Heath Bars and Three Musketeers. Uh, Let me go to our single largest topic of Throw Your Phones for the day. (laughs) From (laughs) Krista, she just wrote a one-word Throw Your Phone, which was Butterfinger. (laughs) A lot of excited marks behind it. And Ann Miner said, still Butterfinger, Andrew. I should probably add throwyourphone.com to my home screen. And Callie wrote, it's Butterfinger, it's Butterfinger, with more excited marks. And she says, didn't we have this exact same conversation a few months ago when Andrew couldn't remember the name of a Butterfinger bar? And then the way he describes it is crackly filling covered with chocolate? It's not like Andrew never sees candy. He clearly has bought and eaten Butterfingers. Now, that's a good point that whenever they have this same discussion, he describes it so poorly that Luke can't figure out what he's talking about. Exactly. It did sound like he was talking about a Heath bar. I mean, the way that he was talking, I was like, well, I probably if I... Except that Luke was there for the previous conversation. So right. Like, if Andrew can't remember, it's called a Butterfinger. That's what it is. Here's here's my issue. And I, I sort of disagree with that last story of your phone. I don't think Andrew's ever bought a single um, Butterfinger bar. But to not, I mean, because I haven't either. What? But, no, I've never bought that. But it comes in those mini, pa- you know, yes. the Halloween mm-hmm. stuff. So, I mean, I've eaten plenty of Butterfinger in my life. And to to not have any awareness that Butterfinger is a thing in the world is amazing. It's pretty amazing. And then and then to have it pointed out to you and then not remember it again. Um, yeah, he's he might need to start taking some <laughs> some brain drugs or do some brain training like old Clip Clop does. I mean, how could you have been such a big Simpsons fan and not yeah. have any awareness of Butterfinger? Yeah, it's really, yeah, that's crazy too. It's yep. really weird. Um, So this leads us down a delightful (laughs) path where Luke, uh, the the three musketeers talk. (laughs) Luke tells a story about how he and Peter Williams, when they were kids, bought a porno called the Three Musketeers. And they wore that thing out. The problem with the problem with shared porn. Wait, that's just the quote. The problem with shared porn. Is, uh, and you counter this in prison, you know, nobody sits on their bed, you know, with another dude looking at the porn <laughs> God. Uh, because there's something that needs to happen, right? So did this tape get passed back and forth or did these two idiots watch it with each other and try not to do anything to themselves or did they watch it and do something to themselves? Uh. One night, one time I was at uh, this, my friend, I was in elementary school, his name was uh, Doug Sapone. And I would go over to his house on Friday nights and we'd watch the ABC shows, the Fantasy Islands, yeah. your love boats. Um, and then uh, Doug got puberty a little ahead of me. Um, we were 12, I think, and I didn't get puberty till I was 13. Um, he he just pulled it out one time and just started jacking. And I just, uh, 
and I was supposed to stay the night, uh. but I'd notoriously uh, leave in those situations. And I was like, all right, um, we're done tonight, and uh, we're done forever, Doug, because <laughs> nobody Doug, takes it out in front of me. Put it away. I don't even understand what you're doing. Right. Louis C.K., Doug, what's going on? <laughs> God. I know. I know. <laughs> Nice guy, but uh, but uh, a little too much with the whipping it out. So that, that wasn't going to be a part of my life. Well, I'm pretty sure that I can figure out sort of what the general plot of the Three Musketeers was, <laughs> what the conceit of that whole mm-hmm. movie was. But I I think Musketeer is really terrible. I couldn't come up yeah, with anything better than that. It's a bad name. Yeah. Uh, Peter Williams has to be on this show. Where is he? Why has he not appeared? We need to track uh, him a, down. He's a cellist. He's a professional cellist. He teaches cello. He has a web page. I looked it up once. <laughs> oh, he probably doesn't want to be haunted by this. I, no. I think um, the writer of The Three Musketeers must have been uh, Alexander Niceass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the top story, which is Lindy's upcoming gig at Benaroya Hall which she is titling The Witches Are Coming, which I think is wonderful. (laughs) And she says that this is basically going to be a talk on coping skills for men in this brave new world. Oh, the poor men. How can they figure out how to not sexually harass a lady at the office? Lindy is here for you guys to let you know how you can be successful. I'll boil it down. Those thoughts you're having, dudes, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't ever do it. Think about it. If you want to think about it, there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe you should see somebody about these thoughts. But uh, when you have them, don't do them. Yep. Idiots. I think we've said before on this program, unless she specifically asks to see it, don't show her. (laughs) Right? That's the situation you want to be in, right? Where it's a welcome guest to the party. Exactly. Everybody is on board. Yep. Uh, the next top story is this video of the bald eagle that I wrote that it attacked the Mariners pitcher, but it didn't. It just hopped on his shoulder and they talk about to land on him. (laughs) Yeah. Like it didn't, it's not like it came in from the sky and dive bombed him. I watched the video, it landed on the ground, sat there for a minute and then hopped up on him. And then hopped up again. And Luke and Andrew are busy saying about how he hardly even flinched. Oh, he flinched big time. That was a flinch. He didn't he didn't Trump flinch. He no. didn't quite do a Trump <laughs> flinch, but it was a flinch. I mean he As wasn't anybody like, ah, would flinch. Ah, ah, get it off. But he definitely was like, Oh holy shit, what is happening? Yeah. I think we buried the lead that this eagle, quote unquote, attacked a Canadian during the American national anthem. Oh, right. Picked out yep. the Canadian on the field. And and attacked him. <laughs> How did it know? It's just too nice, right? Eagles know. It was this too stuff. nice to knock it out of the air and curb stomp it. <laughs> and this, of course, leads to Luke retelling the seagull and pepperoni story, so that Lindy knows it, and they talk for a little bit about whether it is or isn't fake. I think Hillary said very well. I don't care whether it's fake or not. <laughs> Uh, They move on to the question of Daniel Day-Lewis on the subway using a flip phone. I like how they made Lindy guessed it, and she got it in three questions. It was really impressive. If she actually hadn't seen that, that's pretty impressive. It it is. And she pointed out that he was probably playing Snake on that Uh, because there's no reception in the the subway. When I lived in the Bay Area, like right after college, I lived in... 
I lived in Berkeley, but I worked in San Francisco, so I would have to take the BART back and forth. And I had like one of those Nokia. It wasn't even a flip phone. It was mm-hmm. it was a two thousand one Nokia yeah. red phone. I had that exact phone that you're talking mm-hmm. about. And I played hella snake on the BART. I yeah. was like, yes, because you know you would yeah. go and whatever. I mean, you you couldn't do anything on those phones except like T nine text for you know hours on end. But I killed it at Snake. I was so good at it. <laughs> uh, I was good, but if I wanted to be better than you, I could probably, I could right. have probably yep. gotten better than you. <laughs> well, there seemed to be no substance to this story other than, look, it's Daniel Day-Lewis on the subway <laughs> with the flip phone. It's just Luke's and... dream. And? Yeah. Okay. Daniel Day-Lewis, he's just like your father-in-law. <laughs> yep. Uh, That gets him to talk about Lindy and how she has started playing video games. I don't think there's a lot to talk about here other than good for her. And she talks about how relaxing it is and and really what an escapist thing it is after you spend all day dealing with the horrific political situation that we find ourselves in. And I'm sure all the hate she gets for being outspoken on feminist issues on the internet. And this is something that allows her to just unplug and go shoot some motherfuckers or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. The things that she cannot do in the real world. Um, Andrew wants to know, how do you get back to the tutorial where they show you how to (laughs) shoot and kick and all that stuff when you've been playing for a while and took a break and can't remember how to do it anymore and about how they can't play before bed because it amps them up. And then Luke, of course, who is useless in this discussion, has to drag it back to the only video game he knows, which is Super Mario Brothers, and how he gets into Minus World. <laughs> it was not interesting the first times you talked about no. it, Luke. It's not f- interesting now. <laughs> well, as someone who's dipped in and out of video games over the years, all the way back to Pong, which was a big hit on Christmas Eve, uh way back 77 or whenever that thing came out. Uh, I find that I end up playing sports games more than, than shooter games, not because I wouldn't enjoy a good shooter game, you know, if it, if it were well executed and I felt like I I was killing people that needed killing. Um, But the, the problem is when you get into a sports video game, you're immediately have some sort of success and you don't die. You know, it's just when you first start playing a shooter game, you're like, do I have to keep getting blasted, you know, in the same room 28 fucking times? This is this is awful. So if you're playing a basketball game, you know, maybe you're losing, but you're not dying and going back to the beginning of the game every time. Well, you got to get far enough so you get to the save point. Obviously, you really were doing poorly. (laughs) Shooter games. Nope. I'm not a video game player, but I have watched enough of them being played. I enjoy the storytelling aspect of them, which is mm-hmm. what bores me about sports games. I Nothing is worse to me when we get together, my brothers and I get together, and they decide that they want to start playing Mario Kart. God. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Just watching the cartoon cars race around and around and around and around the track for hours i will go and do something else thank you very much you should jump in you should just no it's not interesting the only way you can to me i feel like you could watch that like and be somewhat entertained is by being very high like that's the only way that you could do (laughs) that and just be like no they're just driving that's a good point that's Um, what i'm doing wrong (laughs) i I didn't think gorillas could drive cars (laughs) 
That's crazy. That's when is they, that a lizard or a dinosaur driving that other car? That's crazy, man. I'm thankful that I don't have a husband because I have a lot of not my friends, but I have you know some uh, some acquaintances whose husbands are really into video games. And I'm th- I mean, Dave likes some really shitty shows. Like, see, I mean, he and Bobby have similar TV taste, but mm. um, he doesn't play video games, which I'm very thankful for. I mean, I play Candy Crush more than he does anything else. So I'm, I think because I can't imagine being like, get off the, you know, PlayStation and go take care of the kids like that would I would right. like be insane. So I'm thankful for that. I can see how it would be sort of fun, but it just as a time suck. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it takes you like whatever 100 hours to beat a video game. <laughs> yes. That is a lot, a lot of, of time, time investment. Yes. Yep. Exactly. I could read like quite a few books or watch quite a few movies exactly. at the same time. Exactly. The last thing for Friday is this voicemail from the anonymous shame eater who is in his minivan outside of 7-Eleven at 3.25 a.m. eating donuts. You think it was uh, specifically an apple fritter? I don't know. I don't think that should be too much of it. I I guess it depends on how many donuts there are. I think there's an amount component to this that will indicate how shameful it is. Oh, right. Well, it was at least two because he was eating one, made the call, and said he was about to get down now on the apple fritter. <laughs> so there was a, there were at least two, two things involved here. And on music for your weekend, it was uh, three lady artists. Andrew picked Queen Latifah, Black Hand Side. Luke had Sandy Rogers, Fool for Love, Contemporary Luke. And Lindy came on strong with Lizzo, Truth Hurts. Nice. That was a fun song. And that is the week. Andrew played Queen Latifah. <laughs> At least it was a decent song. I mean, you know, it's better yeah, right. than he usually picks. Um, I'm going to like, uh, because they never, ever, ever play my music for your weekend suggestions. I And I wish they had played it this week because it just came out. I'm obsessed with the Casey Musgraves CD and I need to like shout it from the rooftops because I keep telling everybody. And now this is my most public forum. But Y'all, it's so good. The Casey Musgraves, it's country, but like kind of not like super country country. Uh, the, Put it in the comments that when we post the show, yes, I will. people can click you, on it's, it. It's a hard it. recommend. It's on Spotify, so I highly, 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 highly recommend it. And I have no it musical taste. why tape. Spotify had such a great uh, IPO. Yes, yes, exactly. Anyway, I try to suggest it, but they never go for it. So I'm just plugging it here. Well, you had to get Queen Latifah. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. All right. Uh, housekeeping. Buy stuff from us. We have merch at 10710.com slash shop. Archive Project always needs help. We're pretty much now it's just Anne, and we need Anne working on this project and not the Archive Project. Yeah. Buy stuff from Amazon at littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. That will help us out. Um, hopefully, we'll have another show pretty soon where we can make fun of everything you bought. Earbuds and earworms. Medicine songs, that's what's coming out this week. And then next week, songs from 1994, which one of the listeners said was the greatest year in music history. That's so old. I looked at all the songs and there were there was a lot of good music came out in 1994. I have a um, specific associations with it because I was I was at FCI Sheridan and I had a little radio and I ha- I was at the mercy of what the radio stations were playing and uh, there were there was some good stuff got in the air, and then looking at that list, I was kind of pissed off that I didn't find till later because no Portland or San Francisco yeah. or whatever radio stations we could pull in the middle of the night would ever play because radio sucks in general. 
1994 was the year that I got my car. So like I, it's when I got my license. Mm. So I have a lot of feelings about songs just cause you know, when you're in your car for the first time yep. and that's just, you're listening to the radio and my shitty Toyota Tercel. So <laughs> I'm, I have feelings about it. Um, yeah, you should suggest a couple songs for him. I should. I should, for sure. Um, get involved, guys. Um, go to littleredbandwagon.com. Uh, throwyourphone.com. We know that this is like a very necessary, useful thing. Throw your phone. Don't throw it into the void. Throwyourphone.com. <laughs> um, look for us on Facebook. Um, the show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. And a voicemail or text at 802-432-TBTL. That's 8285. And why don't you get us out here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Bridget. Everyone listen after this. (laughs) She's fantastic. Oh, Lord. Nailed it! Hi, Wagoneers. It's your mompreneur, Hillary Livingston Butler here. Um, And I'm here with a certain special lady that I have in my life, and she wanted to talk. Um, Miss, what is your name? My name is Bridget Butler. And how old are you, Bridget Butler? Six. You're six years old. Oh, my goodness. When is your birthday? It's just February the 7th. Oh, my God. You're so old. Who's your mom? Oh, her name is Hillary Butler. That's me. Um, 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 she's actually my mother, but she's talking to me, so don't bother. All right, uh, it's a it's a future podcaster here. Um, okay, Bridget, I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. All right. Um, what grade are you in? I'm kindergarten. Oh my goodness, you're so old. I'm going to be in first grade next year. Whoa. Where do you go after school and mommy still has to work? NEG. What do you do at NEG? We do cartwheels and handstand. It's mostly just gymnastics. You really like gymnastics, don't you? Of course. (laughs) Okay. um, What is your favorite TV show? MC Square. Can you tell me what MC Squared is all about? It's about these teenage girls that are spies and they save the world. Okay, so how do they save the world, though? They have these high-tech gadgets that they make, and it's really cool. Wow, you've watched a lot of MC Squared, haven't you? Yes. By the way, my mom is an expert because this morning she let me listen to MC Square and I love it. Yeah, mom wanted to catch a few Z's, so she let Bridget watch her iPad this morning. Um, okay, so what's your favorite movie? Uh, Coco? Yeah, I think I like Coco a little bit better than you did because I started openly weeping during Coco. It was so good. It was actually because she 
was crying because it was kind of sad because she actually didn't know that that singer that it was actually that boy that he met was actually. I'm not gonna spoil it for you guys. Yeah, spoiler alert! Don't spoil it. It's true. I didn't. I didn't really catch the twist. Um, okay, so what is your favorite? This is gonna be one of our last questions. Okay, okay. what's your favorite pizza? Cheese. Yeah, but what was your favorite pizza like yesterday? Pineapple. It's so gross. Now I'm gonna talk, people. You love me because I'm in this <laughs> interview that I'm like, whoa. I also get a couple of songs. So first song, aha, yeah, 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 yeah. What? No, it's not. I'm gonna sing a song that I love. Okay, so this is what we're gonna sing. We're gonna sing. Wait, what? Okay. Little bunny foo foo hopping through the forest, scooping up the field mice and bopping them on the head. Alright, that's enough. I love you folks! Have a great day! And I'll see you at school! Boom! <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> and that is Bridget Butler signing off. The apple doesn't far fall too far from the tree. <laughs> Farters! <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, a little extrovert we have here. Uh, this is Hillary Livingston Butler, mom entrepreneur, signing off. Bye. And have a great day, folks. And have a nice day and love your signature. Whatever. But we, well, well we're going to talk about a little bit of Rory. Rory, ask me a question. Okay. All you right. love me. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.